Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. To... Okay, yeah, it's my birthday. Day after my birthday, it's my birthday yesterday. Uh, we had to cancel our reservation for Pizza Express because uh, mum and dad have been having a few financial difficulties. Hard times. Hard times, room. At least until I get the advance for my book. And then I can fucking ditch these suckers. Ditch these bitches. Get out of here. Cut them losers. Move to Norway. Live in a wooden chapel in Heidel Valley. Where I'll lay down and gently ferment. I'll pop a bag on my head like I did, did in Amsterdam. Popped a bag on my head. Duct taped it to my neck. Couldn't breathe, then I panicked. Ripped it off. Life to live. Got more stuff to do, like write a book. Yeah. I'm writing a book. Yeah. I'm writing a book, and tonight I've got a trial thing to see if I'm going to be on a new BBC series. Uh, actually, ignore that last bit because if I don't get it, <laughs> I'm going to be. Uh, Suicidal. No, no, not not suicidal, really. Yeah, I've got a trial tonight to see if I'm going to be on a new stand-up series. We'll wait and see. And if I don't get it, egg on my face. This will seem like complete hubris, the fact that I mentioned it on this podcast. Nope. Fingers crossed, etc. So, uh, neoliberalism. It conceives of human beings as rational, independent, free-choosing sort of customers. I hate that. It sees us as customers. I mean, first of all, rational. Like, I recently, my dad was doing push-ups, and from straining, he had a little divot, a dimple, a neck dimple. And I tried to pour a little bit of milk into that neck dimple. Ended up pouring a whole glass of milk over my dad. And then I was the one who was affronted because he was angry about me pouring milk all over him. I was like, I was just pouring a little bit of milk into your neck hole. What's the fucking... Chill out, mate. It's what families do. It's bonding. Never heard of neck milk dimple bonding. Neck dimple milk bonding. Either always comes in a lot of different iterations. Take your pick. This is what we do. Family style. Pouring milk into your bloody little neck hole. I mean, that could be just your throat, couldn't it? That's your neck hole. It's on the outside, though. It's a dimple. When does a dimple become a hole? Does every hole's got to end? Except my uh, ure urethral hole, because my dick is so endless, internally endless, it goes in. Fuck my lungs. Um, no, it's, it's it's actually, it's I think it's better than expected. I think that's that's, uh, but not spectacular. But but good. When it's hard, when it's soft, it's, you know, that it, there's some days it could be an absolute write off. Like there's some days where if it shrivels up, I, I wish I could just pinch it off. 
becomes very, very functionless. That hasn't even got any kind of a, a, a aesthetic value at that point. It's a bell end and a wrinkle. We'll tease and force him. Um. So yeah, the I mean, but you know, it 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 gets better when 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 it's uh, when it's a, a, a stimulated. Oh my god, why does this podcast all the time? It. it all the time. I mean, I'm quite a sort of a, a, a digressionary person, tangential person. I tend to go off and down different pathways, and unfortunately, that pathway always leads to knobs. It's always knob talk. I said during an interview, uh, it was actually an interview for the Guardian that I was in about comedians, about working class comedians, and the the the, the quote that was attributed to me was actually a half quote because. Uh, the quote that was actually made the headline was, I wish I could check every uh, comedian's parent's bank account. But what I was actually said was that when I was in year eight and we was all in the boys uh, locker room during PE and we talk about Bernard's watch, which was a show where he could stop time with his watch. And he, you know, could, he always did. He'd like, he would take items away from the shop and then leave the, leave the money on the counter fucking lifeless worm you're actually you you are omnipotent you can stop time you time is putty you could do whatever it's malleable you could do whatever you want with time i mean actually you can't do whatever you want you can stop it i don't think he ever went back and forth in time you can stop it you can stop time you're very powerful uh, ability. You go into a little village shop and get some milk, pop the money in the cat. I mean, he basically was doing what he would do anyway. Didn't he fucking steal, to steal it, steal the milk to put into dad's neck dimple. Bond. Like all families do with neck dimples and milk. Um, yeah, I said what I would do in so year eight, in the boys' changing room in PE, I said, oh, what I would like to do, um, if we've been totally honest, is I'd love to stop time and have a real good look at everyone's knob to, like, know what we're dealing with here. To know what, like, the real... I mean, because power structures in year eight, you haven't got a lot to go on. Whether you have the ability to come or whether you've got a big knob, that's pretty much how uh, you determine the, the hierarchy amongst amongst the boys. So, so I want to have a really good, just a really good, solid half-hour inspection of everyone's knob to know who the real, you know, the real type A personalities are here. And I said, and you know, being a grown up now, not really having uh, much of a desire to to look at um, uh, fourteen year old knobs. Um, I uh, I said, oh, what I'd like to do now is to stop time and look at every comedian's parents' bank account because there's a lot of people who uh, who cultivate an image of a working class person to try and fill a gap within the ecosystem within the, the 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 comedian's marketplace and then you find that they went to like private school 
Uh, I mean, I actually used to have the 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 the, the biggest knob in in primary school. I didn't go to a private one though. I both I went pr- primary school, senior school. Just a normal like I don't even know the difference between what's like a comprehensive, what's that, what's a private school, what's a public school. Isn't public school more posh than a private? I don't know. Or is it was just what I went to a like a normal senior just senior school. Um I, I had the biggest knob in primary school and I actually um I'm going to go back back there this week to uh, see if I still uh, retain that title. The biggest knob in primary school. I'm going to go back there to check I'm still uh, I'm still on top. Um, so yeah, another example of why we're not rational beings is number two. Tried to get high on paint thinner. Just gave myself a migraine. Number three. I once hired. So I worked with. Had a very multicultural workforce. I worked with a lot of a lot of Eastern Europeans and Romanians that were within the care home, and some of the Romanians were talking about the paucity of available shifts and being contractually prevented from from seeking alternative sources of income. I thought I was really unfair. Like I, I, I become, uh, I, I, I get galvanized by a sense of injustice, especially when it's the kind of people in society that are, you know they usually shat upon. And after hearing this, I, uh, I started an impromptu flyering team for made up of the the Romanians that I worked with. I'd go around the room where, like, where we were sitting doing the, the the books on the care shift, going like, "Like, you've now got a new job. You've got now a new job. You've now got a new job. You've got a new job." Because I'm starting a flyering team. I didn't do a costed breakdown of what that would actually entail, um, so I ended up working in in the care home to fund the wages of the flyers who also worked in the care home with me but had more shifts per week than me. Like 95% of my income was going to to doubling their income, which was actually the same as my income before I decided to start a flyering team on a on a whim. That was that was stupid. Just to seem like a good guy for an hour. Um, and then, yeah, but I'm, 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 I think so. I have real problems with uh, the the neoliberal model because it sort of moves the responsibility for care away from the community and onto the individual. I think we need to implement a Nordic welfare state model where mutual responsibility for all citizens is sort of based on universal welfare principles and a high degree of economic redistribution. I think good carers are fundamentally opposed to neoliberal notions of human of a human being because life is actually, in my eyes, and I suppose in the eyes of people who are more socialistic, it's predicated on human interconnectedness and our needs for care. 
They're reading this good book called Ethics of Care, Critical Advances in International Perspective. And there's a bit in there about care and recognition. And Axel Honneth uh, has a theory of recognition. It has its roots in the German Frankfurt School. Is that the one that... Who's the bloke who committed suicide on the border? The Jewish fella. Walter Benjamin. I think, is that the one he was part of? I've got a book about German dramaturgy uh, by uh, or the, the, the dramatic traditions of German theatre by Walter Benjamin. I, I'm, I'm never going to give that a go. So Honef, from a starting point, which was anchored in anthropology and philosophy, Honef defines recognition as... I mean, it says Honef 2007. No, it definitely ain't. This must have come later, a lot later, because Walter Benjamin killed himself on the border between... Uh, I'm going to say Austria and uh, and Hawaii. I'm going to say Austria and Hawaii. They're close. Um, so Honef, no, they're not. Honef defines recognition as a basic human need that is crucial for human individuation. Social acknowledgement takes place in an interpersonal space. As human beings, we're able to keep up a positive relationship to ourselves only through the confirming and approving reactions of other subjects. Oh, tell me about it, mate. I'm a comedian. It's the whole point of being a comedian is having a sense of self-worth because of the way an audience is responding to you on any given night. And sometimes they do not respond in the way that I want them to. And they are the nights that I will give them anecdotes about me shoving things up my colon or into wounds or just a 20-minute digression about about worms. They're, gonna, they're not going to respond. That's what I'll get. But they'll get that anyway because that's basically my set. Now, I have some fun stuff, sort of light-hearted stuff. About starting a coup d'etat in a care home. Think about a bin. Think about breaking a woodlouse's pregnancy sack. But that ends with me shoving stuff up me. Sex is weird. I can't. I can never quite. Um, I can never quite distance myself. I. I mean, it feels good. But. I find it really difficult to come because I can never totally detach myself from the absurdity of stu- stuffing your body into another body. It feels good. It's proper undignified, though, isn't it? Like, I'm not one of those sea creatures that live really far down and store the husband in their anus for four months before he inseminates her with his brainstem. That's what I feel like when I'm. Shoving bits of me into into them. Like she's packaging. I'm not for it. Um, but yeah, this idea of recognition. And we do, we 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 only feel like 
we only feel like we're um, that we exist because of how we reflect off of other people. The ability to sense, interpret and realise one's needs and desires as a fully individuated person depends crucially on the development of self-confidence, self-respect and self-esteem. How do you get all of them? Become a comedian. I mean, it fluctuates, trust me, but there's nights like I did a really nice gig, second gig back in Brighton on a proper stage with the wonderful, wonderful Jade Adams and Rich Wilson, who are two of the greats and just lovely, fun people to be around as well. And uh, yeah, that was a good gig. Came off of that feeling um, feeling like I could like square up to, to anyone after that gig. And they just have to deal with it. I go up and go, Oi, you Vera. <laughs> Saw me up there, did you? Yeah? Do you like what you see? Well, how'd you like this? Now, gobbing her tits. <laughs> oh, dude. Sometimes you just got to embrace the most puerile aspects of yourself. It, it, I mean, this, this, this is... There's something... Something quite liberating uh, about doing podcasts because it's very unexpurgated. Like you're 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 just delivering thoughts into a microphone, and none of it is rehearsed or thought out beforehand. And uh, and you sometimes surprise yourself with uh, the stuff that that comes out. There's a weird thing about Nanzo. Like I like sometimes get a bit like I you know I look. I feel a deep, deep um, uh, love and affection for 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 the for the elders, even the ones that um, even the ones that would bully me. But there's sometimes you get like I sometimes get a bit irritated by little hair, by like little nan hair. I think my nan used to have like a wooden Saxon. It's like it's little, but it's crap. It's like it's wooden Saxon. She used to own, and it had worn, weathered felt in place of hair. And when, as a six-year-old, I'd inspect it, or when I'd inspect the wooden Saxon, look at the the felt or the painted on the eyes or the loop of rope that was meant to represent an arm, I experienced both pity and irritation, and sort of pity because this was a shit toy that was struggling to survive. Like in the attention economy of my brother's nine-year-old brain, this Saxon had no purchase. It was sort of discarded for storage or gadgetry or a plastic hammer that I used to hit my nan with. And then irritation, because it, because it didn't buck up his ideas. It was, it was too weak and pathetic to have hair. So it had to just resign itself to the fact that it it had felt. That used to irritate me for some reason. Again, going back to stuff not being very rational. That's not a rational response. That's how I felt. I hated this little felt. When I see a little nan with felt hair, I think, oh, you are really laying the, the, the kind of the brittleness 
you know, the poor me, poor me brittleness. You're really laying that on. That's very on the nose, that little felt hair. It's too, too brittle. We get I know you're old and vulnerable and I've got all the, the, the love in the world for you. You know, I help you. You got to help yourself. By having hair. That isn't felt. You got to help yourself. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this is the final episode of the season. Uh, I'll probably do a couple of bonus uh, episodes in the in the interim, but we'll be back uh, in in September. So uh, just having a, like a couple of weeks break. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the series so far. I've it's been a lot of fun doing it. I don't listen back on on to. Uh, on on to any of these episodes so occasionally people will message me with stuff that i've said in the episode and i won't understand uh what, what it's uh where it's come from um I, I this is like i enter a fugue state when i do these i barely know what i'm saying but um yeah thank you thank you so much for listening and we've got to a, a point we've got to a threshold where i've actually got your paid sponsorship i mean you paid it's like i've I've earned like 42p off of it so far, but still, um, and keep promoting these as much as you can and doing what you've all been doing, which is really nice. And talking about um, recognition, I get a lot of recognition off of uh, you, the listeners, and the ones who uh, who, who message me on Twitter, etc. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks so much. Uh, I love you all dearly. And um, I'll see you again. If, I mean, bonus episode. Like, if the Queen drops dead, there, there'll probably be a bonus episode. If, we'll see. We'll see if there's anything that happens that I feel worthy of a bonus episode. But if not, I'll, I'll see you in September. Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, love you all. Goodbye. <laughs>